Just give me one yeah. second. I realize I didn't mute. This happens to me every time I didn't mute my text message. <laughs> Standby for Places presents In the Green Room with Margie Zarcone and Mona Yancey. Hello and welcome back to another episode of In the Green Room. I am your host, Margie Zarcone, and I am lucky enough to be joined today by Mona Yancey. Yeah. Mona is an actor, playwright, and all-around creative, unbelievable person. Mona, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Margie. Of course. <laughs> Mona, you have written The Monologues, mm -hmm. a collection mm -hmm. of monologues, uh, a book. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's a book? A monologue book? It, it, the monologue book is coming, yes. Yes. So it's, a, it's a book. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Coming uh, that soon. <laughs> we were so lucky. It premiered on Standby for Places. It yes. is fantastic. Mona, I have been itching all day to ask, can you walk me through a little bit of the process of oh. writing a... You are a playwright. How yes. is it different from sitting down to write a book of monologues? Is the process different from writing a play? Uh, yeah, the process is different. So I actually wrote my first monologue in 2016. Um, I was taking a playwriting class back then, and um, I was asked to uh, write a monologue for this women's festival called Pussy Fest. <laughs> so it was the fifth uh, annual uh, festival, and it was featuring all women directors, um, all women actresses. So I was definitely on board. And I decided to write the monologue Skin, which was my experience with uh, taking naked yoga, which I found truly interesting. I was like, only in New York. So <laughs> that is such um, a New York thing. <laughs> <laughs> only in New York. Um, so with that, you know, with taking the playwriting class, in the beginning, she was, my teacher at the time was like, just what comes to mind? And she would give us different ideas and what would help us to start writing. And she would give us these different scenarios and just write um, from there. And so then after a while, I was like, well, you know what, okay, I, I wrote this first monologue. I was like, I can do this. Um, and really, I started writing my own monologues because I was frustrated with mm -hmm. not being able to find monologues that I felt suited me to take into the audition room. And you know, I'll be honest, um, I, I just, I, I was getting bored with some of the stuff that I was seeing out there that I felt was not relatable to me as an artist, as a woman, as a Black woman. And so I said, I'm just going to write my own stuff and let's see what happens. And um, so that, that process, because I think with writing the monologue for me, whatever thoughts that I'm having, whatever's coming to me, I'm just writing and writing and writing, of course. And, and it could be the same, you know, in playwriting, but the, the, the technique is a little different as well. Mm -hmm. So with the monologue, you know, I'm just, it's a lot that's coming just out in that one breath at times. And it's not necessarily going in, uh, into a play. And that's the thing. These monologues are not from plays, you see. So creating them have been from um, conversations that I've had with folks. Um, just some thoughts that popped in my head like, hmm, I feel this way, what's going on here, or what if? Um, so, and that's just how I started creating my own monologues. That's interesting. It, it almost sounds as if it's, it starts from a stream of consciousness place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Versus, Absolutely. And here's where this character speaks now. 
Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. I still am conscious about creating a backstory for these characters and who they are, how they are, what their experiences are as well. You know, um, and, and all of these people, their stories are just like, your average person from day to day is just that these are, you know, black and brown people and speaking on what they go through, whether as an artist um, or, you know, um, a guy looking to connect with his father um, or the flight attendant. So it's just from the black experience. That's it. So one of the many reasons I admire you, Mm -hmm. I admire anyone who looks at what's going on in the artistic community, mm-hmm. doesn't identify with it, and instead of getting frustrated, mm-hmm. you, you make something of your own. There you go. And, and who go. is better to create material for than yourself? Absolutely. Because you know yourself, yeah. and you know your friends, and you know people you talk to, and you know your family. Mm-hmm. So... I think you've provided such an interesting journey for actors with this monologue collection because it's not coming from a set play and that invites you to tap in and really create your own little world. You know, my goal, as I started writing more, I said, you know what, I want to have this, create this monologue book that's specifically for actors of color. Um, you know, because listen, there's a community and we, we, we have shared our frustrations and first of all, trying to get into that room, it's not always easy. Um, especially if you are non-union and, you know, I have my, I have my feelings about how, you know, non-union actors are treated versus union actors. Um, and so there, there's a lot that goes into auditioning that people, are not aware of, or they probably don't even think about it. You know, it, it's, it's frustrating, it's stressful. And then a lot of times too, from what I have found, I will look at a particular theater company where they're auditioning and for their season. And I'm like, okay, I'm reading, well, can I do this? Do I fit into this character? You know, am I the right look? And, and they'll say it's, 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 um, it's open and, you know, for people of color or people from the disability community. But I, I wonder really, is it because I'm looking to see who are you really choosing, you know, and um, are you really telling these stories, you know, blindly, if you will, colorblind, if you will. Um, so it, it's just been frustrating. It, it really has. And that was part of the reason of creating the monologues. You know, I figure, well, I'm writing these monologues, they are mine, and I'm Mona, and here's how I feel, and you've got the monologues. Yeah. It's incredible. It Thank you. really is incredible. Thank you. And it was such an intimate experience reading, having the privilege to read them and know that they were coming from you, to know the writer. Yeah. Because often you're reading you know, someone who's been dead a hundred years or mm-hmm. what, but to know that I was going to have a conversation with you and to sit here with the original <laughs> manuscripts and think, yeah. wow, this all came from her mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. really incredible. Thank you. And Thank you. you're, you're so right with saying that these theater communities will say like, oh, you know, we're, we're open to gender bending. We're mm-hmm. uh, open to 
all colors and mm-hmm. races and disability, everything. Mm-hmm. But the proof is in the pudding. If you're just putting a disclaimer there, right. <laughs> saying that. Exactly. Exactly. That's not inclusion. And there you go. And, and, and that's how I was feeling. You know, that's how I was feeling. And then, you know, and also going into a lot of these auditions and, um, you know, just, just trying to understand, okay, exactly what are they looking for? You know, what do they want? Um, do I fit this character? There might be maybe one or two, you know, uh, 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 Black characters that are in a particular play, um, depending on the show that they're doing. And, and, and I do, I look at the season to see, you know, do I fit into this season? Um, will this work for me speak to who I am? You know, and it's just, it, it, the, the purpose too of these monologues is to give actors of color a chance to showcase who they are. And we all want something that relates to us, that we can understand, that we can identify with. Right. And so that's important. That's important. And we need to see more of that, you know, from black and brown people to Asian, South Asian to people in the um, uh, disability community, as well as um, in the LGBTQI plus community as well, you know, so that that's important, having those stories told um, truthfully, authentically. So that matters. And it's so true. Representation does matter. So I felt like, well, who better to represent me than myself? Absolutely. Um, And, and, and going off of that, the story should be told by the people they're about. Absolutely. 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 Because, you know, you can't, no one else can tell your story. You know, no one else can tell your story um, the way you can. And that's important. Um, and so I just wanted to show a, a range of who these people are. You know, you've got this awkward black girl taking naked yoga, having some issues with the way her body looks. And I've experienced that. I have. Um, and, you know, along with, uh, um, you know, this, this young man who him and his girlfriend have a, a huge fight you know, dealing with her trauma from a a sexual assault, you know? And so these are our stories. These are what we go through as well. You look at the climate that we're in, the history uh, of what Black people have endured in this country. I mean, these stories do need to be told, but told so that way, as we are speaking about this, there's a way to invite, you know, people that are of non-color in to understand, to acknowledge, understand, and we can move forward as well, you know? So yeah, our, our stories are important. They really are important. They need to be told. They need to be heard. They felt so intimate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so personal. Mm. How did you, you, you cover such a wide range of Mm -hmm. topics and people and situations one of the things I want to ask is do you have a favorite or is Mm -hmm. that just impossible because it's like (laughs) choosing like a favorite kid or a pet or something right right. (laughs) I um yeah I have a couple of favorites actually um hey chocolate you know that that's that's one of mine (laughs) that is one of mine 
um, black girls survive the night. And I, and I, I have to say this, I can't take credit for it at all because it was written by, um, my director, Josh A. Campbell, who that was is my author. favorite one. Yes. Yes. It is. He, he is, um, a phenomenal playwright as well as, um, a director, um, and, and artist, a teaching artist as well. And so, reading it i was like yeah this is it right here this this is the one right here this is the piece that needs to um just bring it all in and it just helps because you know this voice she's saying like listen this is what we go through as black women in this country and and we need to be seen we need to be heard and oftentimes this is how we are treated unfortunately you know it's like when you have um you have an opinion about something or you're passionate about it, then we're told we are being too aggressive or we're just all those, those different uh, microaggression type of wordings that are used against us, you know, to, to shut us down and take away from who we are from showing our, our truth and, and, and living in who we are as black women. So, but, you know, again, to your question, uh, as far as a favorite, you know, I, I will say, hey, chocolate, because I will tell you that that's been my experience, what that young lady is talking about, you know, being harassed and the cat calling. And I'm sure many women can relate to that, regardless of, uh, of race or even age. It, it's scary. It really is. And I've read stories of women saying how it has turned into them being assaulted, unfortunately. Um, and I'm just thankful that, you know, it's not gone that far w for me. Um, and usually if I hear it, I just try to ignore it. I do, but it, it, it happens so frequently to so many women. So, um, it, it just, I wanted to put a little interesting spin on it and, you know, see what I could do to have a little bit of fun as well. Um, so yeah. And cause there was a particular night I was coming from a reading and though the guy wasn't, um, as you know, forceful, you know, he said what he needed to say and, complimented me and I kept walking but he still kept talking to try to get my attention and I'm like it's cold and I'm hungry and I need to get home so <laughs> I just kept going um another uh favorite of mine uh that everyone will hear as well um is hood rat and um that one is based I'm, I'm in property management I'm a property manager and let me tell you, I deal with a lot of characters and I'll probably be writing a play about some of the residents, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> let me tell you, Margie, I've had my fair share uh, uh, with these, these residents, let me tell you. And, uh, you know, we're in the cold season right now. So, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, even if you have the most beautiful apartment home or house, you might have some little visitor friends, you know, um, and it's frustrating and I get it, especially when you're paying a lump sum of money. So, you know, this woman is, she, you know, she's like, listen, I live a certain way. Um, this is who I am. Um, you know, her home is, is absolutely uh, um, spotless and she just wants to be able to come home and pour her glass of Merlot, listen to her Luther Vandross and I, deal with these damn issues you know um 
So I just love all of the stories and how they kind of intertwine with each other and connect in a way. Um, and, you know, like I said, writing them, I, I got my inspiration from talking to other folks, just hearing or overhearing some conversations. And um, another favorite of mine is Plantation He, and I, I will admit that, um, you know, listening to her, um, I, I kind of mimicked and, and got the idea of, if, if you remember the show In Living Color, Yes, and, yes. <laughs> and Miss Bonita Betrayal, the Miss, the Miss Busybody, Miss Gossip yes. of the neighborhood who knows everybody's business. And <laughs> so kind of, you know, incorporated that a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where uh, that character, some was kind of a, a spinoff of her where she came from. So, yeah. Do you imagine at any point doing a production where all of them are 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 performed one after the other oh absolutely absolutely yeah. because truth be told that actually was my original thought to do to do that you know to have it performed as a play um and having them one after the other and then of course then putting it into uh the book mm -hmm. um you know having the book come out so having this platform and thank you guys so much, you know. Uh, oh my gosh, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. you know, just, just for offering that to me. And so it has helped me as I listen. I was like, you know what? Yeah, there, there's, there's so much more where this can go. Definitely uh, doing it as a play, having it on its feet is, um, is, is a priority for me. I definitely see it. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have um a work husband like josh who is just such a creative um individual and you know he he just really he helps me to just uh, um broaden how i i see certain things when it comes to how i'm i'm handling and and putting my work out there mm -hmm. and the different realms of where i can put my work you know and so he just encourages me to just go even farther so I appreciate him for that. And um, yeah, he will be directing it when it gets on his feet. So if he's listening to you, he'll hear this interview. So yes, he will. <laughs> we'll, we'll plug him too. He'll yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the best thing you can ask for in a collaborator mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. They're amazing. And, and you know what? Let me say this. I'm thankful to all of the artists. You know, um, I'm so happy that they all said yes. Of course, you know, me knowing Brittany from the actor studio and we just developed the best bond of yes, yes, oh, yes. The best. Yes. <laughs> and she recommended Asha to me. Juanita, I've known for years. Um, Sayer, just amazing. Um, he's a student at Greensboro College in North Carolina. So I'm just really proud of him and what he's doing as well. Um, Josh and I actually met because we we did a play together. We worked on a show that he directed in Trenton, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and I was his co-director, so we've just been connected at the hip ever since. And I didn't know so you were a director of, as well. Yes, yes. You know, so all of the these artists are just have been so amazing, very encouraging. I appreciate all of them for saying yes. One thing about me, as and I told them all this, I am very much open to collaborating with mm -hmm. the actors. 
I'm very open to their feedback or any suggestions. If they are telling me, um, you know, hey, I want to try it this way, or maybe it would sound better this, or I'm thinking about this. And, you know, I, I'm like, let's do it. I'm all for it. You know, some people say, oh, no, once I write it, it's my work. It's done. Don't touch it. Nope, not me at all. We're, we're, in, we're doing this together. And I, I forgot about Iacono. I'm so sorry, Iacono. Yes, he, he's amazing. We worked together. We did a show together um, uh, summer of 2019 called Siren Song. So shout out to Yakino. After you said that about working with the actors mm -hmm. as opposed to here is what I've written. It is law. <laughs> Read it. Um, yeah. I can see that mm -hmm. having read them and they are very conversational. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really cool. It's almost like it's its own living document, mm, something mm -hmm. that can evolve mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than just stay put. Right. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. As the writer, I, I have to give the credit to the actors. If not for them, you know, my work wouldn't come to life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because of them, they are giving voice. They are giving the personality to these people there, they have embodied them, they have become them. So, and, and you see it, um, for example, uh, Thank You For Flying With Us, which opens, you know, the show. Um, I, when I, what, what Brittany did with that character, um, and I wrote that monologue after seeing um, this woman who works for an airline, a much older black woman, um, and basically she was just like, listen, this is what it is. This is how we're doing this. Thank you. And that's it. And, you know, she just said a little quick prayer, like, I don't want any nonsense from anybody and we're going to keep this going. I mean, she was funny. She was very funny. And she was almost like a drill sergeant in a sense. Um, but she let them know flight attendants, they have that particular voice or even the people that are at the gate they have that voice like the news people the news uh people whether whether it's a man or woman you know they're like well today at six o'clock on the news and this is what's going on and so yeah and, and flight attendants can be that so i love that you know Britt had a lot of fun with this woman you know she came in and she created this woman who you know, she's been doing this for years she can do it with her eyes closed and today is just not the day to get on her nerves and, 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 and cause any drama. You know, let, let's be in order and do what we have to do so we can get on this flight and get to where we need to go. Going back to what you said about being open to work with the actors on the monologue. And oh, you wanna change mm -hmm. this, let's try it this way. Right. I couldn't help but think back to drama school. We have been taught from the get-go, mm -hmm. this, is, this is what is written, this is what you need to do. And right. deviating outside of that is wrong and is not the creative process. And that is, and you're just proving that that is so untrue, that there are so many ways to color outside the lines mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. create. There are no mm -hmm. rules. Well, and you know, I look at it like this. We're artists, right? As an artist, I believe that part of my job is, is, is to be able to be as free as possible in order to give you the best of who I am as that character that I've created. You know, th listen, there's no 
one right way, I think, to be able to, to um, express and enjoy who you're creating. And you're right, when you're in school, it's a little bit more rigid and they have, you know, this is how it is. And you're learning from these different um, eras and these, these playwrights. But you know, the thing about it is Margie, is every, every actor out there using these methods? No, they're not. Who's to say you have to use a method? Who's to say that's law? Who's to say that that's what it is or it makes you any less of an actor because you choose not to do, you have to do what works for you. And however that's going to get you to um, being that character, then that's what works for you. You know, um, we there are study. a million ways you can there end are million up with ways. the same result. Absolutely. So I just look at it as, you know, I'm here to create. And part of creating is just being me. And what's, what's part of me? Who am I? You know, what am I doing? Um, there, I have my moments. We all do. You know, I can be um, funny and, and, and moody and, and uh, uh, reserved at times, but um, very silly. And so I want to use all of that when I'm creating these characters. I don't, I, I just, I do what I feel um, moves me, what feels good to me, what I'm feeling in my spirit. And listen, if you're trying to force certain things, it's just not going to happen. And your audience won't get it, you know, and they, they'll be looking like deer stuck in headlights trying to figure out what the hell is she talking about? What, why, huh? What is, so when I was writing these monologues, I'm asking myself, okay, for someone sitting in the audience, they were to hear this, um, would they be able to relate to this? Can they connect to this? Um, you know, will they be confused? Will they wonder to themselves, like, you know, I see myself in that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, has this been them? So those are some of the questions that I'm asking myself also as I'm, as I'm writing it. And then I've been, again, blessed to get really great feedback um, from Josh and, and Britt. And I've reached out to her like, hey, read this. Tell me what you think. And that's what I mean about, you know, going back to, um, I am a very open writer and collaborating with my artists because I don't want them speaking words that make no sense to them because if it doesn't make sense to them, it's not going to connect with you. won't make sense to you either, you know, as you're hearing it or you're watching it. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I need them to feel like, okay, yeah, this is me. This is real. You know, you have proved that there are no rules. There you are can- no rules. You can be an actor who writes your own material. You can mm-hmm. be a playwright that collaborates with the actors and changes it as mm-hmm. it's growing and evolving. Yeah, I think that's really, really important, you know. And like you said, the work that was done, oh gosh, hundreds, you know, 100 something years ago or 50 years ago or even 30 years ago. No, we can't change their words. We can't. Um, not unless you want to be sued. Um, but you know, you have to find the best way that's going to help it to um, resonate with you. Yeah, you can't change um, their words, but you can change the process of creating. You don't need to do what they did, how they did it. Absolutely. And there you go. You you just said it right there. And that's the truth. I'm I'm big on collaborating and that helps. Um, So, so that's what's important, you know, to me. 
Um, and so I've just, I, you know, also just wanted to make sure that I was having fun with writing these monologues. And listen, I could be in the middle of a conversation with someone like Margie, you and I are having a conversation right now and you say a word. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a monologue. Okay. She just, she just inspired something inside of me, you know, it's just a, just another page in the memoir. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you, Margie. Thank you for having me on. And you know what? Thank you to you, Frida, Dunya, and for saying yes. Well, we want to help in any way that we can. It's been a great collaboration. And, um, you know, this is, this platform will help. Like I said, the monologue books is coming folks. So it's coming out. Just stay tuned. And um, next will be a play that I'm writing called Pepper Soup. Thank you for listening. Tune in to The Monologues on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for stopping by.